Time has come and gone I am not the same Lift them all behind me I went my own way, way back then I gotta tell you guys, okay, you guys are gonna mock. You always mock, you always ridicule. I'm not joking. The best economic advancement I've made, I did it early. I had to, I immediately, this isn't even live, and I'm gonna post it today. I just had to do this segment because I'm so excited about what I just did and what I just found. Not not necessarily on my own doing, but by luck and ha- uh, happenstance. Uh, and I measure economic achievements by return on investment. So this is not going to save the world or anything. I already tried doing that once with stopping the housing crash. But everyone wanted to go off the cliffs. So I'm like, fuck it. Now, now I'm going to start selling parachutes. They're not even parachutes. The American people, the United States, the, the Western civilization, they're so stupid. They, as they're falling off the cliff, you could sell them jetpacks to thrust downward. They, could, they, they wouldn't want parachutes at that point in time. They, they are so dumb. They would do it. Anyway, so this thing for 60 cents, I got this thing on the clearance rack. The problem I was facing is that um, oil changes. Uh, with a motorcycle, if I'm at home, I got the gear to do it. And with motorcycles, they're only two-wheeled vehicles, so you don't have a tripod. You know, you need, like, a th- at least three legs to have something stable. So in order to change your oil, you usually have to have your kickstand, or they have actual stands that raise the motorcycle up even higher. And I don't have the, the gear to bring it with a, a cruiser bike is too much. It's too uh, obtuse and awkward. It wouldn't fit well on, on a motorcycle. Then that leaves you the option, okay, you got to go to the dealer or a motorcycle shop. Where, what was the place in Phoenix? I went, I got my, my first oil change in Phoenix. It took an hour and a half and it cost like $110. And I just want to say, fuck you. Just fuck you. I mean, look, <clears throat> I understand you're the dealer. I understand, but really... Really, I mean, I could have, I probably could have bought the jack stand, left it with my buddy, given her a gift, like here, here's a jack stand for your motorcycle, and then done it myself. I could have done it fast. I absolutely could have done it faster. So that's that's the problem. You don't have the gear to do an oil change, and on long rides, you need, you're inevitably going to have to run into an oil change. And uh, so far, the tires are holding up. I think this will be the first real long trip. I won't have to replace a tire. So uh, the issue I face, okay, the oil, it's got to get changed. I'm like, okay, an oil filter, you, you, can, you can do two oil changes on one oil filter, all right? That's not going to ruin the engine. And uh, the trip from Minneapolis over to Raleigh with tankering around over in the Smoky Mountains, we're, we're talking about 1,400 miles. I maybe had another 500, so I was up to, let's just say, 2,000 before the previous oil change. And uh, I'm, it's going to be 1,500, maybe 1,600 miles back because I'm going north into D.C. I'm going to need an oil change. I like doing maintenance. I don't like having problems with my vehicles, especially vehicles that I can't sleep in. I want this thing to work. I don't want engine seizing up. I don't want no problems. So I'm like, okay, i got to give this thing an oil change. 
is there a way I can get oil out of the oil reservoir and just swap out new oil for for old oil? I won't need a jack. I won't need. I, mean, I just need. I just need something to, to to suck the oil out enough, like I can suck out the oil. I'm thinking, you know what? I can, I'll get a turkey baster. I'll go to Walmart, and I went on a run, by the way, because I want to brag about it. I ran to Walmart, and I was going to get a turkey baster, and then I was going to run through Raleigh hold, holding turkey baster in hand. People say, what was that? Although things are weird enough down here in the south, I don't know if that would make anyone look twice, uh, frankly. And I was going to suck out the oil, spit it out into some kind of reservoir, suck out the oil, so in, in increments of you. <laughs> You know, it would, I knew it would be a laborious process, but I wouldn't have to buy a bunch of gear that I was never going to use and I can't transport back home. So I'm trying to find the turkey, but I can't find the turkey base, and then, and then I find one. It's 10 bucks, And I'm like, shouldn't it be a little cheaper in Walmart? Like, uh, a plastic turkey baster, that, that they, come on, it should be like five or six, I'm thinking, with one. Well, they only have one type. And then it's got this, I don't know, some of you, one of you people who cooks and is a real a real chef, the turkey basers, I remember in the olden days, which would make for short short work of a squirt gun, because if they don't want to buy you, here, here's some turkey basers, go play with them. Really only get one shot, have to kind of aim it down, leaks all of it, horrible squirt guns. But that's what, that's what you know, cheap parents do. Uh, there was never a filtering device at the, at the end of the nozzle. And now this one had some red stem with a filtering device at the end. I'm like, is that going to pr- provide friction where I'm going to have to, like, it's just going to work against me? I'm not going to be able to get as much oil up into the turkey baster uh, as possible. So I grab it. I am okay. Then I go find the oil type that it is, and I'm thinking like, okay, I need another. Maybe my buddy has a a plastic cup he can you know do away with. Because the the problem is, I wanted to basically swap out the old oil and put the old oil in the the the. Uh, uh, Oil, the quart of oil, the bottle of the, the quart of oil that I have, that bottle, I want to be able to basically put the new oil in the engine, take the old oil out of the engine, put it in the the quart of the old quart of oil, oil bottle. So I needed like a third place to hold the old oil as I dump in the new oil. Then I transfer the old oil to the quart of oil, the now empty quart. This is very important. That there is a point to this. So I trust you and me. So they okay. We'll do that with the turkey baster. I'll just all I have to do is one quart of oil. That will get me back home. No problem. I'll be I'll, I'll be just over three thousand miles. Plus, it was looking dirty. That was the other real reason. A lot of you are saying, "Well, it could go four or five. Yeah, they can. But I was looking at the oil. I'm like, it was black, man. It was black. I even rubbed it in my fingers. I'm like, boy, that, I almost sense grit. You know, that's not good when your oil has grit in it. That's that's very bad. So just to be on the safe side, so I just need to get one quart of oil in this thing. Then I look at, behind me, there's like the rejection bin. And there's this big honking empty bottle, a uh, soap bottle, basically. It's got the little pump on the top of it. And I'm like, wait a minute. And it's a clear bottle, so I see the pump, and the stem of this pump goes all the way down to the bottom of the bottle, like they do. I'm like, all I need is that pump. All I need is the pump. And then I immediately start thinking, like, wait a minute. This is a genius thing that every motorcyclist should have. Every motorcyclist should have a reasonably lengthy stem uh, soap pump so that they need to do a quick and dirty, you know, kind of like, um, you know, a a, a liberal half-ass job of an oil change. You know, a preppy little suburbanite liberal arts majoring job of of a real true manly trade skill. All you got to do is stick that thing in the oil reservoir, get it down to where the oil is, and then just start pumping out the oil. 
And then I look, I'm like, wait a minute, I got, I, th- I looked at the bottle, the empty bottle, it was a quart bag, it was about the size of, a, of the, the quart of oil I had in my hand. I say, I may have just done the triple play. I may have just killed three birds with one stone. It was so cool, I almost got an economic erection if there is such a thing. I, mean, I was like, holy shit, this might actually work. So I'm running with now this empty soap bottle thing. I got a, a, a can of oil or a quart of oil in my hand. I'm running. No one was looking at me funny. And I get to my, my motorcycle. I didn't even go into the house of my host. I was just, I got to see if this works. I was very excited. I'm not sure. I've, I've not been this excited about like tinkering since I was melting copper. <clears throat> so I uh, take off the oil cap. I stick the thing in there. I want to make sure it works. I do a couple squeezes. Sure enough, it's coming up. I'm like, it's right there. So I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. How am I, how am I going to do this? So I take the, the, uh, the empty quart of soap bottle. I pour the new oil into that. Then I start pumping all the old oil into the now empty quart of oil. I fill that up because I, I want to make sure I measured it correctly. So I have to dump out a quart. And honest to God, the, 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 soap quart, the soap container was exactly a quart. They're both measuring a quart. So it's the perfect thing for a quart of oil. So I dump that all, the, all the new oil into the quart of the empty soap bottle. I then start pumping out exactly, because they have a little measuring thing on the side, exactly the quart of oil, of dirty oil, into the now used uh, uh, quart of oil bottle pull out the, the pump, pour the new oil in, put the cap on, dude, it took two minutes. It, and it was, and then there I got that bottle of used oil, I could take that back home, it's not going to leak, and the caps even were interchangeable. The cap for the pump fit on a quart of oil and vice versa. I mean, it was like meant to happen. Like if there was, if there was proof of a God, I would actually cite this as one of the reasons. I'd say, let me submit to the court Exhibit A. This happened to me. This was this was totally by by superior divine intelligent design. This was not coincidence. You know. Okay. All right. I get a pump. That's pretty good. Hold on to the pump. That's what I was thinking. I'll just hold on to the pump. It would and it should. It should make a standard tool for every motorcyclist. But then that it was exactly the same. You know, volume a quart each, and that the caps fit at the same. Oh no way. That was that was that. Was, I almost might go to church over this. But more, I mean, more importantly, for all you motorcycle riders out now watch this, some motorcycle riders already got this. I should have put this in my motorcycle video. Did an hour and a half almost of this, everything I know about motorcycles, which took an hour and a half. I put that up there for a client. Client paid me 150 bucks to do it. Like, all right. But I am totally keep, so now I got this, this uh, empty soap bottle. Every, every motorcyclist should get an empty soap bottle. And carry that with them in case they got to go ahead and, and pump out old oil and put in new. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So anyway, but uh, it is the Cleary Podcast. How are you guys doing? We are still in Raleigh. I was intending on, um, I was intending to escape the hurricane. We have Hurricane Matthew. It's poor timing. Don't know where it's going to go. Looks like it's going back out to sea. You never know how these things go. It could go in landfall. And I'm not so much worried about getting hit by the hurricane. As much as I am, the rain is going to throw inland and then hinder uh, my motorcycle riding. So the next stop is Washington, D.C. And I was intending on taking off, what's today? Today's Thursday. Yeah, I was intending on taking off tomorrow to avoid uh, landfall, potential landfall of a hurricane or the rain it might throw over. And I'm looking at it, it looks like that thing's going out to sea. The forecast is partly sunny, if not all the way sunny. I'm going to go hang out with... Uh, 
some real professional economists, some real professors, see how those guys are doing. Probably do a meetup over in Washington, D.C. I didn't know we had so many followers or readers. And look, I know everybody wants me to go. Everyone's like, oh, you got to go to D.C.? You'll like D.C. Oh, you you got to go to D.C. Guys, I can't, I can't go to I, I mean, maybe I will. I can't say I won't. But I really have no desire to see downtown Washington, D.C. I, I really don't. It's such a – because I, I'm going to be looking around. I'm like, this is the most leftist town ever. Thank God it doesn't have the right to vote. Thank God it has uh, taxation without representation. Uh, it, it's just the biggest compilation of crooks and criminals and politicians ever. And I hate to go and see what was one, you know, the the ground zero for the greatest thing that ever happened to the planet. Quite literally, that's not hyperbole or rhetoric. That's true. To see the greatest, the greatest human accomplishment ever, and to see the the monuments built to that, to enshrine it. And to see the human filth now that runs it and, and inhibits the, the area around it. I just don't care. I don't care to go to basically another shitty town with a bunch of shitty people. And and I'm okay with poor people. I mean, I'm fine with that, okay? You throw me into the ghetto of Philly any day, but do not throw me into Georgetown University where I got all these sanctimonious college not only the college age, but the professors. I don't want to deal with all these academians, these politicians, and these government workers. You can't even call them workers. These affirmative action cases, these welfare cases where we create jobs for you. And they think they're so smart. They think they're so intelligent. They think they actually have real jobs when all it is is just an elaborate welfare system. That's all it is. And these pseudo-intellectuals, these these frauds posing as college-educated people. I, I don't care to run into it. People are like, oh, we could go to these. Where Roosh went, where all those guys, they go and they I'm like, no, I don't want to go to Georgetown. I don't want to go and see dipshit millennial kids who never worked a day in their life, never worked up a dime in their life, living off of either the parents or the taxpayer or both, or borrowed time through government loans, thinking they're the fucking hope and future of the country and the world. I don't care to see it. I just don't. I want to go out there. I want to talk to some intelligent people. We'll probably have a meetup. It's going to be out in the burbs. Fuck the city. I'm not going to go into town. Lord knows what the gun rules are out there. I don't know what the gun laws are. I'm not even going to bother. I don't want to give Washington, D.C. or its people a cent of my money. I view it like California. Fuck them. I don't, I don't care to see the, what is it, the Monticello. I don't care to see Abraham Lincoln. I just don't care. So I do want to talk. So we had a great meetup yesterday. Last night we went to the Angus Barn in Raleigh. Oh my gosh! If you ever come to Raleigh, you guys have got to check this place out. It is. I'm. We went downstairs. They got a tour. It's. It's. There's a cigar lounge. There's multiple dining rooms. For those of you in Florida or Tampa, and you you know of the Colombian that restaurant. It's like that, but bigger, and Western themed. So there's steaks and cowboy memorabilia. The the most valuable collection of Colt guns and rifles is the former owner's collection. He passed away, and that's on display at this place. You can walk down this... Um, there's a wine cellar. Uh, you can rent this room for 1200 bucks, and you can um, have... Uh, uh, what's it called? Tuxedo service. They show, they do a tour of the winery, or the, or the wine cellar they have. They showed us a bottle of wine that was from 1880, and it was for 1500 bucks. And I'm thinking... Just as a complete one percenter douche move, even though I'm not one percent, but people don't know that I would film that and say, "Hey, I'm Aaron Cleary, and I'm part of the one percent." The fifteen hundred dollars I just spent on this eight bottle of eighteen eighty wine could go to help a lot of poor people, but I already pay forty percent of my taxes out for you fucking parasites. So I'm going to drink this bottle of wine, 
and say basically, fuck you. And then I like pour half of it out. Lord knows I maybe even make more on that. <laughs> the YouTube revenue of it. Until the YouTube censors came in and immediately put an end to it. So maybe I have to upload it to Daily Motion. But uh, yeah, and then I thought, wow, that's a really expensive bottle of wine. And uh, then he shows us this bottle of white wine, which is not as old, but for some reason it's worth $15,000. I was like, what? <laughs> why Why is the wine that's only a fraction of the age? Like, what the hell? He's like, well, they only make five bottles a year. And we have five of them. And now we're down to two. I'm like, people actually bought this shit? So, uh, yeah, if you if you want to go, man, the Angus Barn. Uh, you don't have to be rich to go there at, by any means. I mean, they got they got a bar upstairs. They got dining. Uh, they have affordable food. But if you want to have fancy-schmancy dining, they have the private dining facility. It was just it was wonderful. Just a wonderful place. It's what America should have been or could have been, but is only in that place that I saw it, but never will be again. But oh yes, yeah. so, and then we, we so we did have a good meetup. Hung out with a bunch of different guys. Met an Uber driver, um, some IT guys, uh, traveling salesman. He was kind enough. I don't want to mention the names. I don't want anyone getting in trouble. But uh, kind enough to to pay for our bill because he was just a traveling salesman and, and he doesn't usually get to hang out. Usually, you know, traveling people who travel they know this. You you get your hotel, you do your business, maybe you hit the gym, you find a place to eat, and you don't know anyone around. Maybe you try and do meetup. I don't know. Traveling salesman might have an idea, but but when I've gone through my travels, I it, it's hard. I don't know if Americans just don't go out anymore, or maybe I just I don't have the energy, time, or patience to go and try and find, find some interesting people. That's probably really what it is. I used to, you used to be able with regular regularity, if that's a thing, to go out and find a good salsa club, jazz club, or swing dance club, and you would be able to find people to dance. That I do remember. Maybe not the greatest conversationalist, but you would be able to find. And now that's gone. Every one of that generation is now having kids. And, oh, I got to – I'll do it in the next segment. <laughs> Maybe I'll write a post about it. I don't know. But um, And what what's happened, what's happened, all you have to do is look up the Knoxville, Tennis, uh, Knoxville Swing Dance Association. Look that up and then look at their FAQ and then read their code of conduct. Holy shit, that's basically what's happened. And, and once the hot people were done dancing and they had their fill and all the nerds and the fat broads came in and um, scared away all the good-looking popular people. That one, Basically, when we left, that was all that was left. And now now the uh, social justice warriors have co-opted the uh, the dance community. And I would not be surprised if that that's not just Knoxville. Like, here's a community, here's a group, let's infiltrate it and scare everyone away. Uh, but I'll I'll do a more thorough analysis of that. But take a look. But uh, that yeah, now you can't even find a decent swing dancer or a salsa dancer, and it, there's no real social venue to go to anymore if you're a traveling salesman or a woman. And so all you do is you go back to your hotel and you you, you grab yourself a couple of those uh, airplane bottle booze things. You watch your forensic files and you go to bed. That's. But this guy he came out and he says, yeah, this. I rarely get to hang out and talk to people. It was like, cool, we're glad we could help. And so he, he paid for the bill. It was really nice of him. Bought a bunch of beers. I had two Diet Cokes. 60 days no booze, guys. 60 days no booze. And I feel like shit. Just feel tired. I don't know why I'm tired. You would have thought. I know I know. physically I've improved. My running's improved. My weights have improved. The numbers have improved. Blood pressure's down. Everything's great on paper. But God, do I feel like shit. 
I'm tired. I don't want to, like, I'll get 11 hours sleep. I'll have my coffee. You think I'd be getting that fix and ready to go, ready to take on the world. And then, then all of a sudden I want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. I've been wanting to fall asleep. I was like, I should take a nap. No, you can't take a nap. Then you push through it. Then you go and you hit the gym or you work out. Then you feel better for another couple hours. Then you want to go back to bed. I like sleep. I like just going to sleep. Nothing bothers you when you're sleeping. Even nightmares are sometimes preferable to the consciousness. I know this is sounding very sad and depressing, but there's days for no reason. No reason. Just, I guess, pure boredom or whatever. Just kind of like, man, I'd, I'd just prefer to go to sleep now. I really, I really, I, I don't want to go, I don't want to do chores. No, I don't want to mow the yard. No, I don't want to think about the point and purpose of life or what happens in the afterlife. You know what? I just want to go to bed and have the brain knocked out. Just have the brain knocked out or just sleeping and dreaming of places that don't exist. I had a great dream last night. Imagine I was back in Wyoming. And the handful, and I can't even call them handful, the two friends I have in Wyoming that I like, they were there. Then for some reason, my old high school buddies were coming around, but they were all fat and I was making fun of For some reason, I was kicking ass in Wyoming. Like, I, I pulled in on a motorcycle and my friends were there and we're at the bar. Someone was getting married. There was a wedding going on. And for some reason, a bunch of high schoolers that I went to school with were there. <clears throat> but they were all fat. I don't know. Maybe I have this uh, latent desire, this subconscious desire to go to my 20th anniversary. Which I, or no, reunion. 20th year reunion. Which I missed out on, didn't I? Yeah, 38. That's 20. That's right. That would have been a fun one to go to. They didn't have one. I think I've mentioned this before. Everybody in my high school hated everybody so much and had no allegiance to that shitty school and its shitty management, its shitty teachers, and the shitty students therein. I don't think anybody really cares to to spend the money or go see people. Besides, once again, you can always make fun of them on Facebook. Although I am going to be going through Milwaukee and might actually see the, once again, handful of friends that I do have in Milwaukee that weren't complete douches back in the 80s and the 90s. Really, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, really. It would be good to take a baseball bat to some of that. Just sorry. What do you say about evil, disgusting people? Oh yeah. Well, they. I know they're really evil, disgusting people, but it's all right now because what time? No, no, that doesn't change the fact they're evil, disgusting. Like, let's say Hitler escaped. Oh, everything's all right. Oh, Hitler, you and your mass murdering ways. Oh, we know it was fifty years ago. They should be like Nazis. Like the scumbags in school, they should be like Nazis, like the, the, you know, the Nazi hunter. We don't care if you're 90 years old. We're coming and hunting your ass down. Maybe that's something I can do <clears throat> when I'm old and retired. Become the asshole hunter. Not the real, not me asshole, but like a real asshole hunter. Or maybe the douche hunter. Just hunt down all these scumbags back from middle school and high school. Hey, remember me? Pow! Ain't you let go? Wouldn't that be a cold plate of, uh, what do they call it, revenge? That would be the coldest plate of revenge, 90 years old. Hey, how you doing? Remember high school? Pow! Hit him with the cane. Actually, you go for the knees. That's when you really want, if you really go for the knees. You hit him, you hit an old man, and this is going to sound so horrible. You hit an old person in the head. You might kill them, they're that frail. But you go for the knee or you go for the hip, then that's a long, dragged out death as they lie there and they get bed sores and they just slow there. You watch their body decompose. That'd be the cruelest thing ever. That'd be, oh, Aaron, your dark mind, where does it go? Anyway, so, gonna go off to DC. Gonna have a meetup. 
hang out with cool people, not going to go to downtown, not going to get angry, not going to waste my time. Then I got to bamboozle, then I got to hustle and get back to uh, Minnesota before it gets too cold. And I'm not joking, before snow starts to come in. we got That is a distinct possibility in Minnesota, is snow in October. Look up the uh, Halloween snowstorm, 1991, 92. I was not there. But uh, anyway. All right, well, let's do some sponsors here, which uh, we'll, we'll get off this sad, macabre stint, and we'll, we'll end it with happy sponsorship. Actually, we have a new sponsor, uh, Race Ride Apparel. You may have heard of him on the Beckloff. Um, and it's you go to teespring.com slash store slash race-riot-apparel. <clears throat> um, and race is not spelled R-A-C-E. It's spelled R-A-Y-C-E, a pun, uh, off of the, the owner of that. And I haven't even set up any of the links or anything. Truthfully, I'm in um, Raleigh still. And the power just went out, so while the power is out and I still have some juice on my laptop, uh, the old captain's going to be, I'm going to be doing my, um, you don't let one one minute go to waste, guys. You don't let one minute go to waste. So we're going to do a little quick segment here. Uh, Run Guts, Pull Cones. Run Guts, Pull Cones. That is the new book out by Adam Pingett. I asked him, I said, hey, you got this thing in audio? He's like, nah, I'm going to do the audio myself. I'm like, ah. And he sent me the book. I do, I do want to read it. Uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill was a great book. I'm surprised it's not selling more. So, I mean, if you guys are looking to uh, have a book to read, please go get uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill. It's great. But him and then, what was it? Mitch Berg sent me his book, True Liberty. It's spelled T-R-U-L-B-T. Like a pun, not a pun, but just like Ann Sturzinger's Novavskom, like we hate vowels. Apparently, Ann and uh, Mitch hate vowels. Uh, so the, he's like, oh, here's here's the Kindle. I'm like, do you have paperback? No. Why? Why don't you have paperback? Out of all you conservative people, I thought that, that entrepreneurship and capitalism would run naturally through our veins, and I'm finding out that actually it's the Democrats and the leftists and the liberals, because although they're they're skeezy, at least the ones with hustle, they're, they're skeezy, but those on the left that have hustle probably do make better capitalists. The Republicans on the Republican sides are more moral purists. They're, they're, they're moral people, but they don't have the hustle. Are they? Oh, why would I make paperback, huh? Why would I do that? So, uh, Adam is going to be doing his own audiobook, which, of course, he can. It'll sell great in the United States because he's got that, that accent. He's got that sort of British accent. And goes like, oh my gosh! Swear to God, a man in Britain or Australia could do an audiobook called American cunts and why I hate you all. And women would buy it and eat it up because he has the accent. They all just think Hugh Grant. Anyway, uh, so he's got his book out there, Run Guts, Pull Cones. Take a shot at it. I have not read it. I haven't reviewed it, so I do not know. T.J. Martinell's The Stringers. That's available on Amazon.com. So I got to meet T.J., an actual real journalist. Guy has like six books he's already written. I'm like, why have you only published one? And then again, this gets back to my point. Conservatives and libertarians make lousy capitalists. They just do. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? You put all this effort in infrastructure. It's like, hey, I built this car. Have you fired it up yet? Hell no. Why would I fire it up? Hey, I built this plane. Have you tried to fly it? Hell no. Why would I do that? I only put all the work into it. I didn't want to have none of the fun. <laughs> There's that book as well. And Sturzinger's Navsquam. 
instead of trying to spell it, just go to ansterzinger.com. Please buy it there. And then you have my books, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, an absolute must for every black man out there who is in poverty. If you are a rich black man, you don't need this book. If you are a white female who's old, like my mother, who bought it anyway, you do not need this book. If you're like my female friend who happens to be white and lives a middle-income lifestyle, like, why did you buy my book? And she's like, you don't need this book, but if you are a black man, perhaps even Latino, a Hispanic young man, and you want to get out of poverty, and you don't think Hillary Clinton's going to do it for you, if if the great black hope, or half-black hope, known as Barack Obama and his wife Michelle didn't, you know, you're not improved over eight years, maybe you should try different tactics. How about you give the old white captain's man, uh, black man's got out of poverty book, Kindle, a little uh, shot. It's available on Amazon.com. You can find that in paperback. And if you don't want the shit kicked out of you, Kindle, because I know how the crabs in the bucket like to keep you down and claim you're whitey or an Oreo or an Uncle Tom for daring to improve yourself or demand better. Uh, Then we have the uh, Bachelor Pad Economics. That's the Financial Advice Bible for Men. That is available in paperback, Kindle, and audio. For those of you who are like me who do not like reading, go and get that book. It is an absolute must I really should, you, look, for those of you here, there's people who just aren't going to buy it, I understand it. Then there's those of you who want to buy it, but you're procrastinators, and then there's the people who have bought it. Please, for those of you who are procrastinators, get off your ass and go buy it. You go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, click on the banner there, look for the image, it's right there, and it's in all three formats. So, it's, it is, how can I put it, that book is more important than college. And I'm not, I'm not even being my typical bullshit, ha-ha, look at, how arrogant and cocky I am. I'm being deadly serious. That book is more important than college. Women could read it too, but I, again, women want to be told lies, and that book is not. That does not have one lie in it. Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. That is, again, a must. That is a must-read for any young person about to go to college. And whether you are going to college yourself, or you know a loved one that is, uh, it could be a neighborhood kid, graduation gift, Look, they're coming up on more or less the first semester. There's going to be a lot of kids who are disillusioned about college. They're going to be confused. It's not the way it turned out. Hell, we met this poor kid, Veter. I'm not going to a fan named Veter. And uh, this kid, he's from out of, out of the country. He's a foreign student. And we're kind of asking, oh, well, what, what, how do you think of America so far? He's like, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, the precious innocent soul. He said, oh, what don't you like about it? He says, well, I thought it'd be like American Pie. We're like, the movie? He's like, yeah. We're like, no! That's <laughs> that's that's bullshit. That's like, that's that's the uh, the Friends TV show where they magically nobody has jobs, everybody's good looking, and everyone's getting laid. It is like, oh yeah, we all live in New York and nobody works, and we work at the Central, Central Park. Ah! Where the faggoty coffee culture immediately starts. Central Perk in the 90s. Ah! Uh, So anyway, Worthless, uh, that is available paperback, Kindle, and audiobook by our good friend Davis Arini. So please, for those of you who are lazy like me and you do not like reading, you can get that in audiobook as well. Enjoy the decline. Uh, That's for all you uh, people who actually think Trump has a shot and think he's going to save the world when you find out he either doesn't get elected or he's got to run up against a Congress where both parties hate his guts and don't want to work with him. And then you finally come back to my side of things and say, oh yeah, we really are fucked. 
There is no hope whatsoever. You will, uh, you'll say, how do I deal with it? You will. You're, you're going to have a mental issue. You're going to have, right now you're depressed. Right now you're sad. And if you're sad about the direction of the country and you feel powerless, you don't know what to do, this gives you the power of what you can do. It lays out clearly what is within your power to do. And everyone who has read it, I think that's like the most, um, what would I say, convincing or winning book. When people read that book, they're so that's the most selling book. Like, dude, I'm sold on you. You totally, you're right. You did, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been saying. I'm, I'm just down the rabbit hole a little bit more than you. I'm trying to catch you up to where I am in the rabbit hole, so you needn't suffer what I did to cover the gap of distance that you are there now and where I am now. So, get that on paperback and Kindle. Curse of the High IQ. That is for pretty much all my listeners and viewers. And I'm not joking. I'm not saying that to kiss your ass. But if you're listening to this show. You are probably uh, certainly higher than average IQ, and uh, you suffer problems and pain for having a higher than average intelligence. And what's worse is you don't know. You know you are suffering, but you don't know why. And um, if you read this book, you're going to find out why, and then like Enjoy the Decline, you'll find out what you can do about it. And again, a lot of times, it's, it's not that there's going to be a solution. There is no solution. It's just knowing that there's a problem that at least provides the serenity and sanity in knowing uh, so the confusion goes away that's also available in paperback kindle and for all you lazy fucks out there audiobook behind the housing crash that's my first book paperback and kindle you can get that uh, we have the best of the blog uh, we have two issues called top shelf and the other one is called reserve captain capitalism top shelf captain capitalism reserved if you don't want to go through the blog and read through all of the posts including the marginal ones or the linking ones and stuff like that. If you just want the creme de la creme of the old Captain's blog, you can buy Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve. If you want the most recent backup, we are doing it on a quarterly basis now, and I'm putting together these things called Captain's Quarterly. The latest issue is out from, I think it's fall of 2015, because that's how far I had to go to backup, so I'm going to be doing them in increments of three months. That's uh, paperback and Kindle. That's a little bit more pricey because I have a gorgeous model modeling in various states of 1950s, uh, truly beautiful dress and composure. Uh, she is uh, Cindy Moran. You can find her at cindymoran.net. Uh, but it's, a, it's in color, so the, the it's basically a magazine. It's in color, and it's pricey because it's in color. So it's 20 bucks for paperback, but only 3 bucks for Kindle, maybe even 249 so if you want to, have, and they're really good. I mean, seriously, you would read it for the articles. I'm not joking. The articles, the articles are are about on par with the pictures. So take a look, see if if, if you don't like that, and uh, have a copy. You should take a copy of that. That'd be awesome. If you had a physical copy of that and you went on a college campus and you triggered a bunch of ugly fucking feminists, that'd be great. Reconnaissance Man. That is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. That is for all of you. Who are lost wandering? Are you lost wandering the desert, wondering what the fuck should I do? Doesn't matter what age you are. If you don't know what to do career-wise, you graduate from college, you don't know what to do because you can't find a job. You think about going back to you just don't have any clear plan. And if you don't have a clear plan in life, get reconnaissance, man. It is cheap in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. It is. It is probably my most underrated book by purchase. I thought it would do rather well, and. It's rated really well. It's a very good book, but nobody, no one's buying it. I don't know. It's not worthless, guys. It is not worthless or batch pad economics. There was a, I wouldn't say a flaw or a gap. Or there was a gap. There was, there was something I overlooked. Oh, I didn't know I overlooked and, 
there, there is a, an, an unserved need that this book addresses. And so uh, I would almost say that's more important than you should read that book first before you read Worthless or Bachelor Pad Economics. But that's, that puts things in the ultimate context by which you can um, <coughs> go and uh, plan the rest of your life or build the foundation on your life. Uh, we have daybydaycartoon.com. Go visit our friend Chris Muir for your daily funny haha in politics. Um, and then we have, oh shoot, do we have, hang on, let me look this up, because I am on my mobile platform, never mind, can't find, uh, we have another sponsor, but like I said, I'm on my, uh, Mr. Guerra, uh, so just so he knows, I have not forgotten about you, this is the guy that put together, uh, he's got an album out there that's all Red Pill inspired, so the lyrics are Red Pill, and it's good, he's, I would liken him to Genesis and Phil Collins, if you like that type of music. And I did not save the audio files. Wait a minute, hang on. Do I have it? Did I download it? Hang on, hang on. Oh, here it is. Hang on. Let me see if I can't play some of this. Let me turn this up. Um. Oh, it won't play because I'm plugging in recording now. Never mind, hang on. I'll, um, I got some of his music. I don't want to plug him without getting the correct email or email address, the website address. Uh, so we'll have to worry about that later. But yeah, once I get back home and get back to Cappy HQ, we'll plug the hell out of that. And then, uh, this is obscure. Uh, I just want to tell you guys about CSO Cigars, CSO Cigars in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, I want to, I wish these guys had a national chain, but... There's these two uh, uh, brothers. They opened up their first cigar lounge. I stopped at it in Asheville, North Carolina. If you happen to be a Cappy Capite in that area, over in Asheville, North Carolina, go to Asheville. Well, actually, I think they're in uh, Biltmore, northern Biltmore, the main drag in between Biltmore and Asheville. They got a nice, quaint cigar lounge. They have a good selection. They got outdoor seating. Uh, they, they got indoor seating. It's a nice, quaint setup they got. Uh, I think it was one of two cigar lounges that that was open, and they're open late. If you would, go patronize these young men. Well, young men, they're older than me. If you'd patronize these two gentlemen, they would appreciate it very much. I would appreciate it very much. They've only been open a month, and uh, as you know, I like to uh, promote capitalism and entrepreneurship. And so uh, if you happen to be in that area or you know someone, please recommend CSO Cigars. It's, um, what does it stand for? Come smoke one. That's what it is. Come smoke one. Uh, you could find that um, over in Asheville, North Carolina. We got the hurricane coming through here. There's like trees falling down. The trees are not very strong out here. Uh, and then, yeah, that's it. I think it is time for some news. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? From the mouth of Ernst & Young. Erston Young transforms its recruitment selection process for graduates, undergraduates, and school leavers. Ernst & Young will remove academic qualifications from their entry criteria for the 2016 graduate, undergraduate, and school leaver programs, which open for applications today. Students will no longer be required to have a minimum 300 UCAS. This is in Britain, equivalent to a 3.0 or B's in, in a 2-to-1 degree classification. Well, this is all Britishy. This is all you Brits with your fucking education system. Fucking, uh, we could, we took our, our, our test A's or our, our, our enrollment B's. I'm like, God damn it, I had to look this up. 
It's like the Canadian RSPs. You Canucks come down. Oh, is your phone can't like the RSSP? Yes, it is. Stop asking. Uh, we'll new, use new and enhanced suite of online strength assessments and numerical tests to assess the potential of applicants for 2016. Oh, you mean we're going to go based off of merit and raw potential? You, you mean Ernst & Young, which I'm surprised as anybody else because I thought they were corrupt as hell. Uh, not in terms of uh, <clears throat> actual corruption, but I mean they were corrupted by diversity and affirmative action and, and throwing meritocracy out the window. Now it looks like they're going to get rid of the. They're the first real company to get rid of this progressive, progressive credentialism bullshit and to finally point out the emperor has no clothes and saying, look, these kids graduating from college don't know jack fucking shit. Uh, The decision comes after an 18-month analysis of the firm's student selection process by talent management firm CAP, which confirmed EY's strength-based approach used in the recruitment process since 2008 is a robust and reliable indicator of a candidate's potential to succeed in the role. What I'm amazed is they're using tests and they're not using HR bitches to fucking ask you about the color your favorite tie is. Creating a level playing field. Ernst & Young's managing partner for talent, Maggie Stilwell, said at Ernst & Young, we are modernizing the workplace, challenging traditional thinking and ways of doing things. You know what angers me is, why did it take you people so fucking long to realize that the graduates coming... I mean, really, do you think the graduates back in the 90s from my generation were quality? Did you really think? I mean, how, what, it, it's kind of like the Eddie Izzard quote, you know, where it's talking. he's talking about Hitler. He's like... You know, you kill people next door. Oh, we might do something about that in 10 to 20 years. <laughs> you kill it in our own country. We better do something now. It took you guys 20 years to realize that colleges are generating shit. And that maybe, maybe if you really want to be truly corporate, social, responsible citizens of the world, you'd stop forcing entire generations to indebt themselves to the age of 40 or 50 and crippling their entire financial future lives. And instead, just maybe go based on merit or have a fucking training program. It's just one. It's just Ernst and Young. I mean, I hope this is the snowflake that causes the avalanche. I hope this is the the crack that causes the dam to to break. Because it, it's way over fucking due. And what angers me is the presumed best leader minds and business minds, the leaders over leaders. Business managers and MBAs and business schools are all about how important leaders they are, what great leaders they are. You guys can't lead for motherfucking shit. Takes you 20 years to figure out that, hey, you know, maybe colleges ain't generating the quality and caliber of labor we did. Yeah. We're really... Look at you. You go, Ernst and Young. You go, Ernst Man, what pioneers you are. 20 years to figure this shit out. What's sad, and what's sad is, is it is a, it is a damning testimony against just how utterly and, and and more pathetic the rest of the major employers of global corporations are. That that Ernst and Young is the first after twenty years of painful empirical evidence that you don't want to hire any college graduate coming out of a Western college. That it this is the first. The rest of you are worse than Ernst and Young. <clears throat> Academic qualifications will still be taken into account and indeed remain an important consideration when assessing candidates as a whole, but will no longer act as a barrier to getting a foot in the door. Outstanding. Who is the person? Is this this Maggie Stilwell? 
I ought to send her a thank you card because that's a real there's a real leader. I'm, I can only imagine what what backlash this poor woman had when she was a true independent thing. I'm just assuming she came up with this idea or was at least pushing it. Um, our own internal research of over 400 graduates found that screening students based on academic performance alone was too blunt an approach to recruitment. Awesome. It found no evidence. Ah, it found no evidence to conclude that previous success in higher education correlated with future success in subsequent professional qualifications undertaken. Instead, the research shows that there are positive correlations between certain strengths and success in future professional qualifications. Transforming our recruitment policy is intended to create a more even and fair playing field for all candidates, giving every applicant the opportunity to prove their ability. My God, it sounds like a fucking meritocracy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It, that, you, look, I know you millennials are dumber than shit because you have your head so far up Hillary Clinton's ass. You, you don't understand. You can't hear this. This is this is the best bit of news. This is this is better news. All right, it's already pretty good news when Barack Obama is shutting down these fly-by-night schools. The one thing I agree with Obama on. All right, that's pretty damn good news. That's that until that point until this point. That's the best thing anyone's ever done for your generation. This blows that out of the water. If this becomes standard policy of the major employers throughout the world, you guys actually have hope. You don't have to spend four to eight years of your youth dicking around in some pointless university getting a worthless degree, or at least getting maybe a good degree, but you need to, t- out of the six years you go to get that degree, five are pissed away on bullshit prereq classes. Maybe I could go and just apply to Ernest Young. Hey, how you doing? Like, not tell them about my degree. Test really well on their test. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. What have I been doing? Nothing. Yeah, I've just been uh, sitting. Uh, yeah, that's how I got that 15-year unemployment gap. Yeah, no, don't look up my name. No, no, you don't need to look up no Eric. My name's uh, Barney Kratowski. Yes, Barney Kratowski. How you doing? Uh, I was in a coma for the past 15 years, and then I woke up and I said, Oh my gosh, do I, is Ernst & Young still around? I want to go and work for Ernst & Young. I've always dreamed of working for Ernst & Young, spelled U-R-N-S, Ernst & Young, uh, until the tragic accident uh, that put me in the coma for the past 15 years, thus more than adequately explaining my 15-year unemployment gap. Yes, the, the employment gap in my... Re- I was over at St. Uh, Joe's, uh, just sitting there like a vegetable. I wasn't even conscious, and then uh, all of a sudden, bada-boom, bada-bing, hey, I'm awake, and now I am, I'm going back to my childhood dream of working for Ernst & Young, and my gosh, look at you. Uh, you have this thing where I don't need no fucking degree. <laughs> Barney Kratowski, there, that'll be that'll be my Tony Dalton of uh, oh, what was that horrible movie where the baby boomers are masturbating to their generation, masturbating to themselves? The uh, he was an actor in Taxi Cab or Taxi. You guys all know that show, right? Taxi. Oh, wasn't that funny with uh, the two Italians, uh, the short guy who played the penguin. Tony Danza was in it, and then um, the fat bald guy who's in Sunny in Philadelphia. Remember that? That great show? Well, there was another actor who in the real world was a fucking psychopath, and uh, Jim Carrey played this character so that all the baby boomers could reminisce about their youth and what a funny guy this guy was. He had an ulterior called Tony Dalton. Or maybe. I had to watch that. Well, I didn't have to watch that movie. I watched it, and it, it was not that good. Uh, 
Can you believe they put a man on the moon? Man on the moon. And then he had a 90s song play to make it, you know, because it wasn't shitty enough on its own. All right. Uh, academic qualifications are not redundant. Ernst Young will continue to value... Oh, wait, I already read that. Wait. Transforming... Ernst Young will continue to value students' academic achievements and maintain its high intellectual standards, but believes the enhancements to its strengths-based selection process will give many more students the chance to demonstrate their future potential. This is going to help out minorities more than anything. Because you're going to be, you're, you guys are out there, you're this smart intellectual minority, and maybe you don't have the money or, or the time to go to college, <clears throat> or you just have the self-respect not to go. And all you can do now, well, I mean, not all you can do now, now you can walk into uh, Ernst Young, or it's at least easier to walk into Ernst Young, take a test, see if you don't jive with that corporation. Uh, also help to create a more inclusive culture at a firm to drive the business forward and deliver better results for our clients. This is such common sense. Why do... You want to know why I'm, everyone thinks I'm a genius. Like, my gosh, Aaron, you're a genius. No, I'm not a genius. I just have common sense. True geniuses are people like Einstein or physicists who discover new things. Uh, Stephen Hawking, those type of guys. But if you want to be a fake genius, like to, to fool the vast lemmings who believe all this bullshit they're told by their teachers and media and corporations and the government, all you have to do is use common sense. Don't worry. I don't care what any academic study says. They're all lies. They're all pretty much biased and, and worthless propaganda anyway. All you have to do is use common sense and say, and the people are like, my God, that's genius. It's like, no, uh, no, a four-year-old would have come up with this. Dan Richards, Ernst Young's recruiting leader for the United Kingdom, said at Ernst Young, we want to attract the brightest and have most talented individuals. Imagine that. The changes we have made to our recruiting process will help us to access the widest and deepest possible talent pools. We want to give every candidate the opportunity to demonstrate their strengths and their potential in our selection process. God almighty. Guys, this is this is a, a genuine ray of hope. And there's not that many out there. This should be front page news. To further improve the potential for social mobility, Ernst Young intends to launch online learning resources to give candidates from all backgrounds access to the information and skills that make securing a graduate role easier. The Future Ready program will include guidance on four core personal skills, leadership, commerciality, networking, and influence. Oh, shit. No. I, 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 no. Barney Kratowski no longer wants to work for uh, Ernst Young. No, I don't know. Leadership, commerciality, networking, and influence. Oh, God, no. Bullet to the head. Not going to do that. That Ernst Young has identified as invaluable to securing a succeeding in a first professional role. Okay, leadership, that's bullshit. You, you either you have experience or not. Commerciality, I don't know what that means. Networking, no, I'm not sucking people's dick. And influence, well, how does one have influence? I don't have influence. Are you rich? Do you, have, do you, you, do you come from connections? Do you have a rich daddy? Then you, so really, the only one is commerciality that has any real, what would we call it, meritocratic skill. Still, I, I am very happy to see this. This is awesome. That is the best bit of news I have seen in a long time. And I mean, that is, it's too little, too late. Nothing's going to change and save the global economy. We're going to have to rely on Asia to get its act together. Maybe Russia. Uh, but in terms of Western civilization, it's too late. Everyone would have to do this within the next year, roll it out, and actually progress uh, 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 aggressively pursue it. 
but it is nice to see that. It is nice to see that the mainstream, I'm not going to call it, well, by default, I guess they are a leader, but it's kind of a leader at... It's about that speed. They're just, they're going... That's their speed. Everybody else is on... That's so. Forty years from now, maybe Target Corporation or or Cargo will get on board with that. Those those what do they call them? Uh, paragons of Minnesota entrepreneurship. <laughs> this is this is almost better. I would say this is better than the other genuine corporate social responsibility move. You know, corporate America could take if they're so serious about helping out the future of being good corporate citizens. Is once again, this is better than if they'd start forcing or, or uh, pursuing telecommuting. If they really cared about global warming and they really cared about work-life balance, they, corporations and employers would be trying to get rid of commuting ASAP. That is a scourge. That is a plague. So that and progressive credentialism, those are the two things we can get rid of. won't cost us a damn dime. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe on my deathbed there'll be... Maybe, maybe... Two of the big four will implement this policy. Maybe Pete Marwick will come along in, in the next 40 years and say, Hey, you remember that study Ernst & Young did in 2016? Maybe we could do the same. What do you think, CEO of Pete Marwick? Say, Bill, that's a good... That's the speed at which corporate America operates. I know those may be agitating, but that's the speed. You guys get the suffer. You get to work in it. I had to work in it. I mean, it was like, guys, let's go here. The technology, let's move. Let's make... You want to be really pioneering visionaries? This shit should, like I said, it should happen by the end of 2016. We got what, two and a half months left. I'd be doing. I mean, overnight, I'd be. Yep, we're doing their model. I would pay Ernst and Young to to lease their model. That's what I would do. Can we borrow your model? We'll pay you for it. We're done with this forcing all the kids to get a fucking bachelor's degree. They're not going to use. They're not going to need. And when they come out of college, they're worse than when they went in. Ah. All right, let's do some more sponsors here. Well, as we got, um, if you'd like to advertise on this fine, friendly family or family-friendly podcast, uh, let the old captain know. We get about, eh, depending on how you want to count RSS feeds and all that, around three thousand listeners every week or every podcast. Um, and then uh, I get, I put you on the uh, the YouTube that's got about twenty six, twenty seven thousand subscribers now. And then I put you on the old blog. And that has, I don't know, that's hard. That's the hardest one to measure. I got around maybe 1,000 to 2,000. Some people say 4,000, I don't know. No one's on blog anymore, but I'll throw you on there anyway. Anyway, so you get a banner ad, you get me plugging you every podcast, you get a, a YouTube video. Let the old captain know it's 100 bucks a month. <clears throat> and uh, if, it's, if you don't make money in that first month, don't worry. I'm not one of these prick dickhead old school media advertisers. Well, we need six months of advertising, so I'll be $80,000. No, hundred bucks. Just pay it once. 
if it works, cool. If you make profit, awesome. If not, dude, do not worry. I'm an entrepreneur myself. I know you got to make money. You need to have a positive return on investment. So uh, let me know. Let the old captain know if you're interested. 100 bucks a month. Shoot me up an email at cappedcapitalism at yahoo.com. That's not Captain Capitalism. That's capped. The abbreviation for Captain, C-A-P-T, capitalism at yahoo.com. Uh, Elkin CPA, if you have the need for accounting services or tax services, go to elkincpa.com or a good buddy, Chad, will help you out with all of your accounting needs. If you are a douche, if you are an inferior person, if you are a procrastinator, if you are a leftist, if you are a liberal, if you are entitled, do not go to elkincpa.com. Right? He is an entrepreneur. He will choose his clients, and he insists on having good clients, not clients he has to babysit. So a way to tell if you're a good client or a good American is, do you file your taxes before April 15th? If you do, you are a good moral person. If you don't and you're a lazy fuck and you're the type that files extensions and you're always filing in October, go fuck yourself. Contact Chad would love it if you would contact his competition. He would love it for you to go and become the client of somebody else. <laughs> That's oh, he, he has never said this, by the way. Don't get pissed off at Chad. Get pissed off at me. He's never said this. I'm doing personal screening for him because as he is a starting out entrepreneur, I know he does not need, the last thing you need as a budding entrepreneur is problem clients that you can't get rid of. So uh, that's the, one of the best things, if not the most beneficial strength of being an entrepreneur, you choose your clients. And you can fire clients just like you can fire your boss. Uh, then we have the podcast archive. If you'd like a podcast archive mailed to you, you can get episodes 25 through 100 because episodes 1 through 24 do not exist anymore. Um, it's 30 bucks that covers my cost and time and shipping. Uh, not every I thought not a lot of people would want it also, and I've actually had a couple sales. Shoot me an email if you want it. <clears throat> I can put it on a thumb drive, mail it out to you. And we'll all be kosher. Uh, then we have uh, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. If you are tired of my podcast you want to listen to others, go to 405media.com. You can also check out the world of Lori Zook, spelled Z-O-O-C-K. We have Carrie Lutz's Financial Survival Network. You have Adam Pickett's Pushing Rubber Downhill. And Silvio Canto's Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O, Canto Talk, which you can find on Blog Talk Radio. Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat, which you can find at GloriousHat.com. Get your Glorious Hat made with real fake dead animal. It's one of those Ushanka hats that look like the Russians. It is actually warm. I have one myself. Go to GloriousHat.com. Take a look at that hat. See if you'd like it. It comes with little placards you can put in the front of the hat that says things like Democrats, Forward, uh, with the little star and sickle on, because that really is what the Democrat Party is. And no, I'm not some Alex Jones type crazy guy. That really is what they are, but never mind. <clears throat> That's another four-year-old observation. Where it's like, well, if we already tax people at a 40% rate, and the Democrats are asking for a lot more, doesn't that mean they're kind of socialist? At what percentage of GDP would, would the Democrats stop? And that's a good question to ask. And it is a very simple four-year-old question. Uh, and that's why they are communists. But never mind that. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill. Uh, then we have my uh, uh, two uh, flagship or uh, subsidiary products. We have Asshole Consulting at assholeconsulting.com. If you think you would benefit from my expertise, wisdom, knowledge, or life experience, go to assholeconsulting.com and send me your questions. Questions on what? Questions on anything. Clients' questions have ranged from 
do I fuck her, to what should I do with my money, to should I start this business, to I've had them all over the place. I basically can't answer legal questions, and I can't do professional therapy. I can I can refer you to an actual therapist, but I cannot uh, do the therapy myself. So I do have some contacts. I was um, I was con I, I, I was going to contact. Well, let me tell you this story. This is an interesting little story. And it'll, it'll teach you about entrepreneurship. It, we're going to teach you about entrepreneurship. <clears throat> uh, I do run into, as you know, a fair amount of people with. I wouldn't even necessarily say psychological problems, but they have psychological, they don't have a mental disease, but they have, not everybody's life is perfect. Sometimes you do need to talk to a therapist. So there are people who actually have genuine mental problems, they're psycho. And then there are people who are in desperate need of talking to a therapist. And whereas I largely dismiss the psychology profession as bullshit, I do know that it is good to have... uh, someone to talk to and it's good to have a professional so that in that one you don't need to go to school for eight years you really don't but it is a vital service to have a third independent party sounding board uh, who has training and expertise in dealing with people that are all aren't all there or has experience dealing with people who go through common problems such as divorce loss of a loved one depression things like that so again, I run into clients that could use these services. And I tried contacting Dr. Kara Paltemir or Paltemeyer. And again, this gets back to the thing where again, writer leaning folks make shitty entrepreneurs. Never heard back. Never heard back. Did finally hear back a month ago from Terrence Pop over at redonculus.com. Dude, making money with him. Making money. That's how it is. Hustle. Hustle. So he got back. But then this gal, she's in the men's sphere, the manosphere, she, she specializes in men, a disproportionate percentage of my uh, clientele is men, and I'm like, hey, I have this business, I would like to send you some clients. Crickets chirping. And somebody get back to her, because I'm, I'm done with the asking politely now, now it is the slap across the fake, shake you with the lapels of your jacket, say, wake the fuck up, let's go, there's money to be made here. So uh, I haven't heard from her. Then I ended up talking to uh, Dr. Helen, of PJ Media fame. She also wrote the book, Men on Strike. She has got the hustle. She's kicking around. She's like, well, I kind of got my pregnant. Of course, she's rather busy. She has, she's, she ain't exactly sitting on her ass um, either. But she's like, well, maybe I could I say, okay. So if you need to, I, I, we'll, we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm just saying she was receptive to the idea. We discussed. She had the hustle. I was kicking around Bernard Chapin. Bernard Chapin, he, he, he has hustle, but he's afraid to pull the trigger. And I'm telling you the truth, Bern, because I know you listen. He wants to make money. He says, geez, I don't know how you do it, Clary. Well, I pull the trigger sometimes, and I take advice when people try and give it to me, and I don't yell at them when they do. I'm like, oh, really? Should I do that? Matter of fact, a lot of times, I don't even question. If they recommend it, I know they know what they're doing. I say, hmm, you are an expert or an authority in this field. I will follow your advice. So, Bern... Let me know, if, because you do have your degree in psychology, let me know if you maybe could open up a shop and like Chad Elkins becoming the resident CPA for the Manosphere and the Red Pill community, you could become the resident psychologist. Just a business idea out there, Bern. Now, please don't yell at me and hurt me and scream at me. Okay, I just just a suggestion. We're just trying to help you out, Bern. That's all. Don't yell at me. Don't hurt me. Please, please don't get angry. 
Maybe that'll wake him up. Oh, am I in a foul mood? I'm not in a foul mood. I'm in a playful. I'm in a sadistic mood. I'm in a sadistic mood. When, when, when honey doesn't work, then you go to vinegar. And when vinegar doesn't work, then you just go to baseball bats. It's, uh, and then people wake up all of a sudden like, oh, hey, what's going on? So there, you can thank me later for your, uh, for your business idea there, Burn. You can check out Burn at Chapin's Inferno on YouTube. He's a good guy. Um, he's, uh, he's got a good, good YouTube channel uh, that I tune into regularly. Um, so we have that there. Where else are we? Da, 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 da. Uh, then, uh, yeah, so Asshole Consulting, go there if you got questions. Amazon affiliate program, if you do any shopping online at Amazon, all I ask you to do is do it through my Amazon affiliate program. It's not that hard. It's actually quite easy. You can go to my site, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You can click on the Amazon banner. That will take you to the Amazon site. But there will be a little bit of code attached to the URL that tells Amazon it came from Cappy, so I get a 7% commission of everything you buy. You don't pay anything more. What's easier is if you have Amazon on one of your tabs already bookmarked, either in like a drop-down menu or it's on one of your tabs, please, I know it's Amazon.com, make it my website with the additional... Uh, code you'll see like slash slash capi cap zero seven seven zero something like that um, if you could just make that your bookmark and then when you go out of normal habit to the Amazon affiliate page then I will get seven percent of your purchases and that goes a long way as well um academiccomposition.com I'm actually gonna go meet Alex later on this week academiccomposition.com if you are uh, sick and tired of writing papers that have nothing to do with your degree and are simply there as an unnecessary and expensive hurdle to keep worthless liberal arts majors employed as you take your unnecessary prerequisite classes uh, pay someone to do your papers for you you can go to academiccomposition.com where Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your papers for you Uh, also he is always hiring so if you want to write papers if you've mastered the art of bullshit and can write liberal papers and say, oh, yes, Marx is great. Oh, yes, liberal. Oh, uh, the uh, what's the latest one? That worthless, genu- a genuinely worse than worthless, a parasitic cunt who came up with a, a doctoral in women's studies. She came out with the research that said that STEM and the scientific method is, is misogynist. Like, so if, if you're sick and tired, or if, if you can write bullshit like that, then maybe you might want to go work for Alex. Go to academiccomposition.com, email Alex, tell him the old captain sent you. And uh, he, he doesn't just employ people for writing, he does marketing as well. It's not exciting work, either writing or doing his marketing. You're just posting ads up on Craigslist, trying to avoid their algorithms. Um, so go contact me, email him, you can go to the website, academiccomposition.com. Find out if he's employing, which he typically is today. And then also for those of you who are graduating and you don't think your resume is too good, they're doing resumes for $100 a shot. Might be worth the time and the money to go ahead and outsource that. Do the Philippines by Matt Forney. You go to mattforney.com and check out his latest hilarious antics. Actually, not even so hilarious as they are serious. He is, he is covering the, uh, this election on the ground uh, like real journalists used to. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of impressed uh, but he ha- also happens to have several books, of which you can find him at Forney.com, but the one he wants promoted is called Do the Philippines. I like the hitchhiking book, though, uh, a little bit better. Ultimate Reading List. You could go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List, and you say, well, why would I do that? Well, there's two reasons. One, you are a not-leftist, and you want to have 
a book to read. You're looking for good, intellectually stimulating books. Max, who runs the site, he put together uh, this basically compendium of good non-leftist books. And uh, he's got 32,000 followers, so he must be doing something right. These are good books. And of course they're good books because I also advertise on his site. Max is also selling ads as long as your book is good and not leftist. Uh, he will sell ads for $100 a month. So go to Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Uh, find his email. Email Max. Let him know the captain sent you. And uh, like me, he charges 100 bucks a month. And like me, if, if you don't make your money on that first month, that's cool. That's fine. But you will, I mean, every month I've advertised a new book, I have definitely made back my money. So, um, yeah, go definitely contact him. Uh, Seth Himes, visit our good friend Seth Himes at indemandcareers.com. If you are a, uh, well, you don't have to be a young man or a woman. You just don't want to go to college, but you need to find a job, you need to find a skill. Uh, check him out. He's a master at digital marketing. And um, he has kind of this training. It's not that expensive. It's like a three-month training thing. You could take it at your own leisure. You could do it in a month. You could do it in six. On average, it takes about three. I think it's, what was it, 79 bucks a month. So for, what, 80 times three, 240 bucks, you get these skill sets. It, it, it's practically free. Your time in 240 bucks. Three months of your time, 240 bucks. Um, and he'll teach you how to do digital marketing. And he's in contact with recruiters. He's got a niche. I know a lot of you say, well, this sounds kind of skeezy. Like, what kind of day? It's not skeezy. I did an entire interview with him. Like, holy cow, yeah, there is this untapped market. And basically, the reason it's untapped is because colleges cannot keep up in offering these skills and credentials that are needed in the ever-evolving and changing online media world. They, they just can't. I mean, heck, I, even I can't keep up. I got an Instagram account, finally. And people are like, dude, you got to get an Instagram account. I'm like, oh, all right, I will. Um, so instead of going with the lethargic, we're leaders at Pete Marwick and Ernst Young, do you have 30 master's credits? No? Then you can't sit for the CPA. If you want to go a little bit faster than that, try indemandcareers.com. Contact Seth, let him know the old captain sent you. And uh, that will be good. Uncle Nick, a great book. It's a fictional book about a guy named Uncle Nick, a crass, crude, red pill manosphereian who lives in California and has zero fucks to give. Basically, this would be the red pill manosphere bad Santa and all the hijinks he runs into, running into chaos at the dinner table conversation, pissing off women, all that other stuff. But deep down inside, as we all truly know, uh, those of us in this world are actually more caring because we're realists and we're not social justice warriors or virtue signalers or hypocrites. We actually care about our fellow man. That's why we speak the truth. So go read the book, Uncle Nick. It can be found on Amazon.com by Frank Servi. Uncle Nick at Amazon.com. Uh, then we have my two classes, the analysis evaluation of stocks and another class called Stocks, Bonds, Investing, Oh My. If you want to take these classes, you can find them online by simply searching their titles, the analysis evaluation of stocks, and the other one, stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. Take it wherever it's cheapest because it's online. doesn't matter where you take it. Uh, but the stock, uh, the analysis and valuation of stocks is precisely that. If you're interested in <clears throat> reading financial statements, learning how to read a balance sheet and an income statement, and then valuing stocks, and not just stocks but assets in general, any kind of investment, this is, a, this is a very good skill to have. 
The other class is more universal. Uh, it's more uh, appealing to the masses because it's, it's more entry level. And that's stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. It's just a simple introductory course to everything. So it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Uh, but you'll learn everything is about 401ks, retirement planning, how much do I need for retirement, what is a mutual fund, what are stocks. Um, they're very good classes. Uh, just be on your best behavior. There's no politics. There is economics, but there is no politics. Uh, and, and the majority of people who take it are kind of old, retired people, um, predominantly grandma ladies. So, you know, imagine you're at your grandma's house or you're going to church. No, no cursing, no swearing, no politics talking. You're just there to gain the knowledge. Uh, and that is it. So, All right, uh, let's do some fan mail. I have not done fan mail in a long-ass time. Creighton writes, uh, I bought Curse of the High IQ for my teenagers about two months ago because my wife and I are both Kentucky something-something. I'll kind of keep this anonymous. And thus our blood children are pretty deep on the thin edge of the bell curve. I read it, then gave it to them as homeschooling assignment. I then bought, read, and assigned Worthless for my 16-year-old. This is what every homeschooling person should do. And just so you know, if, for those of you who are parents, don't, don't worry, I don't curse uh, in these books as much. Actually, not at all. I don't think think I use the word shit in worthless. I th- say bullshit because you could see where that word would become very useful when talking about worthless degrees. I dropped out of higher ed after the first year and ended up in electrical uh, apprenticeship and have been telling my younger brother and my own kids that college is a scam for years. Both my mother and my wife, who rings in at 125 IQ or better and actually has a bachelor's of science in biology, have taken their turns at yelling at me for this position. As an aside, my wife has long been been an anti-feminist, rather conservative, bordering on libertarian, a strong preference to be a stay-at-home schooler mother. I seriously lucked out on this one. Needless to say, I do love your work. However, I write to you today to suggest a couple modifications to your book. Oh, yeah, then he goes into this long-ass thing. Okay, I forgot about this. Yeah, that was it. Well, thank you, Creighton. I appreciate it. I'm just not going to read. I'm going to save it, but I'm not going to read it on that. Uh, Here is from Will. Will writes, Hey, Captain, I know you're a busy guy, but I thought I would share with you an experience I had today. While at lunch, I met a Washington State Hillary delegate. This buffoon was everything you would expect from a supporter of Hillary. She, and I use that term only technically, was a post-wall, self-absorbed, low-information, fat-ass moron who just spent the last 21 years as a stay-at-home mom. Well, that doesn't sound like a a Hillary supporter at all. Or at least Hillary hates her. She mentioned that she went back to work for fun, her words not mine, as the children had gone off to college, and I suppose she was bored of burning her husband's dinners. This gem has no understanding of the real world, you know, typical go-girl Hillary votes. Luckily, see, that's so sad. Did she not hear what, I mean, everyone's all upset about what, uh, what's his name, Trump said about women, which I don't care. I, I couldn't really care less. Uh, but Hillary does not like stay-at-home moms. But I guess, you know, if you have no life, you'll, you'll subscribe to any tribe that will take you. Luckily, my vote will cancel out hers. I felt the need to troll. It's cheaper than cable, and the reactions are real. I know, dude, it is starting to get fun to troll these people. They are so easily upset. Um, it, it doesn't take much. I would say that you should have seen the look, but I'm sure you already have. I told her that I was selling everything, quitting my job, and living minimalistic from now on because I didn't want to pay for, any, for this bullshit anymore. The response was interesting, to say the least. <clears throat> Once it was clear that names held no power, and yes, I really was willing to let the world stop, 
what? That doesn't make any sense. Guys, let's tighten up our, our, our letters here. I think I saw fear for a fraction of a second. I can only imagine the look once a significant portion of men decide to let it go and enjoy the decline. As a smarter man than I once said, don't shoot, let them burn. I'm about one-third of the way through my plan to sell the house, quit my rat race bullshit in, tech, in a tech job, uh, and build my own place on land paid for in cash. My goal is to work as little as possible for the rest of my life and only the things I enjoy doing. Uh, you have been a true inspiration, inspiration to me. Thanks for everything you do. And the next time you're around Leavenworth, let me know. I owe you a rumple. Dang, we were in, when did you send this? Oh, yeah, that was, I was there beforehand before I got this. Yeah, I'll let you know. Leavenworth is a nice town. I really enjoy that. It's a great little town. Um, is this a... Hang on, bear with me. This is reasonably short. What an, uh, Jay writes. Jay writes. What an incredible book. I'm not making this stuff up, guys. I'm not making this up. <clears throat> He's writing about, I think, Curse of the High IQ. Thank you for returning some semblance of lucidity to my life. Oh, this guy is 80 years old. Yes, this is the old dude. That's why I saved this one. So this dude's 80 years old, and he read the book. Uh, you basically wrote about me. Even my nick nickname in some media is Il Mes- Misanthropo. <laughs> I'm nearly 80 years old. All my battles are done. Nowhere else to go. I just spend my hours reading and playing silly computer logical games to remain sane. I am very grateful. I have spent my life in pursuit of quests. In spite of what I consider my life accomplishments, uh, fighter pilot, army intelligence, and subsequent career in the field, holy cow, an owner of an auto dealership, wow, I find myself at the end of all. The only reason I am alive is 20 years ago I met the most wonderful woman in the world, although much, much younger than I, from a different ethnicity and different belief system. See, this is... uh, this is why I ran into two gals that won't date black men. They're black women, but they won't date black men. You can't, seriously, you don't know who the coolest people are going to be. Um, ba, 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 ba. He talks about the girl. Anyway, thank you for, I, I'm not, he gets a little off topic here. Plus, I don't want to mention, basically, he met a little young girl in his life, and she's very intelligent, she's going to school. He, he's not dating this, he just, it's uh, like he found another granddaughter. Um, she learned classical Latin, Spanish, and for a sprinkle of other languages, as well as piano, ukulele, and trumpet. She is now 13 years old with incredible writing ability and vocabulary way beyond her age. She is now in private school. That is challenging her, and I love that. Anyway, thank you for your book. I do intend to give away copies to acquaintances in order for them to see and understand the problem children. And that's from Jay. Well, thank you very much, Jay. So we can get that one. I like to delete as I go. There's the Dungeons and Dragons group. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. No, that's I got to deal with that later. Hang on, let me mark that one. <coughs> How is this not? There we go. Bear with me, guys. I got it. There's Vidur, there's that, there's that. That's it. That's all we got. So, Okay, listen, that's it for the podcast. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the old captain here, vote, subscribe, comment, link, share, spread the good word of the old captain. That is how I, that actually is how we, uh, how I make the quiche. Uh, you can certainly buy 
all the sponsors, products, and services, or you could do all your shopping on Amazon. But if you really want to help out the old captain, go ahead and share the podcast with family, friends, loved ones, enemies, and people you're generally uh, indifferent about. Also, man, check your nuts. Remember, you're going to see a lot of pink this month because vag, because God Almighty. Oh, that's what i got to talk about. You know what? I'll do that next week. There's a county sheriff that's forcing all of his uh, deputies to wear pink badges. And he's in Minnesota, and I'm half-tempted. I'm really tempted to go and buy him some pink panties. It would be really cool. I'd get in trouble, but it'd be totally worth it. I should go get pink panties, find out where the sheriff is, and like tie pink panties all around like the the windshield wipers and the, and the, uh, the lights and everything. Just drape it in pink panties. That'd be awesome. I'd go right to jail, but it'd be worth it. What would they get me on? What would they get me? I mean, what? There'd be no damage. Uh, harassing an officer, obstructing. What? What? Here, lawyer, people, cops. Let me know. Look this up. We'll do this. We'll do this next week. Um, Meeker County. It's in Minnesota. The sheriff is making all of his deputies wear pink badges. Email me in the meantime what I could do, like, because you know the cops. You know the regular non-politician scumbuckets, you know, the, the real cops, they got to actually do the real job. What could I do that would bolster the morale of the cops that are being forced to wear this fucking pink badge? What could, and that could be legal, that would shame the sheriff, and then I, I could not get it. And I'm willing, to, like, I'm willing to go to jail, as long as it's not a felony, or like would uh, impair my carry concealed permit. What, what could we do? Wait, help me out here, guys. What would be a great thing, a prank to pull on this, this wannabe cop? Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, because we're all, you know, it's all about the boobies, and we got uh, what's it called? Wow, trees are coming down all over the place. It is a hurricane. Um, go and check your nuts. Fidget with your nuts. Make sure you didn't get testicular cancer. And if your girlfriend won't fidget with your nuts or suck your balls, then you gotta. Well, you don't have to suck your own balls, but you can fidget with your nuts. Make sure you ain't got testicular cancer. Also, help the lady out. You know, help the one that you love. Make sure, give her a mammogram. Make sure she ain't got no lumps in there. Because we actually do love you ladies, and we love the girls too. We just don't like it shoved in our face every fucking five minutes. Um, That's it. That's all we got. We'll catch up with you kids later. Toodles.